0: Thank you for joining me for worship today. Today is the 11th Sunday after Pentecost. Our order of service begins with the common service. We're going to open right now with hymn 411, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. We worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart, and confess our sins to God our Father, asking him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness holy and merciful father i confess that i am by nature sinful and that i have disobeyed you in my thoughts words and deeds i have done what is evil and failed to do what is good for this i deserve your punishment both now and in eternity but i am truly sorry for the for my sins and trusting in my savior jesus christ i pray Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord, have mercy
1: on us. Christ, have mercy on us. Lord, have mercy on
0: us. God, our Heavenly Father, has been merciful to us and has given his only Son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Therefore, as a called servant of Christ and by his authority, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the peace of forgiveness, let us praise the Lord. Glory be to God on high
1: and on earth peace, will. We praise you, we bless you, we worship you, we glorify you, we give thanks to you. At the right hand of God
0: Sunday after Pentecost, is from Isaiah chapter 55, verses 1 to 5, where our Lord is speaking and he tells us that the word really does give us what we need. Our Lord says, come to me all you who are thirsty, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and your soul will delight in the richest of fare. Give ear and come to me. Hear me that your soul may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. My faithful love promised to David See, I have made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander of the peoples. Surely you will summon nations you know not, and nations that do not know you will hasten to you, because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. Hallelujah Jesus replied If anyone loves me he will obey my teaching my father will love him and we will he will we will come to him and make our home with him Hallelujah
1: Hallelujah
0: is from Romans 8, verses 35 to 39, a portion of scripture in which the Apostle Paul talks about the safety and security that we as believing children of God have. Paul was inspired to write, "'Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, "'For your sake.'" will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And we'll continue with our next hymn, hymn number 480, Almighty Father, Heaven and Earth. always amen the word of God we want to consider this 11th Sunday after Pentecost is our gospel reading from Matthew chapter 14 verses 13 to 21 when Jesus heard what had happened he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place having heard a hearing of this the crowds followed him on foot from the town's When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. of broken pieces that were left over. The numbers of those, the number of those who ate was 5,000 men besides women and children. Let's bow our heads for prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord. our strength and our salvation. Amen. My dear fellow, dependence on Jesus, our Savior. There was a man who once visited a large sheep farm in Australia at the time of shearing. And as he was being guided around the sheep farm, What happened is that the tour guide, he happened to take this baby lamb and take it away from its mother, away from its pen, and take it quite a distance away from the mother and set it down amongst all these sheep who were bleeding away and... There was the noise of the sheep and there was the noise of all of those people who were shearing the sheep. And you can just kind of imagine all the racket that was going on. Well, this unweaned baby lamb in a new location, when it realized it was in that new location away from its mother, it was kind of dazed. And after a moment, it started to weakly let out its pahs. And when it let out its pahs like that, what happened is that immediately its mother, despite the fact that she was way off in a distance, mother took note of the lamb's faint pahs and started heading toward the sheep, let out a call so that the baby would be able to hear it, and the baby started heading toward its mother, and the mother headed toward the baby, and they met up together. And now, I tell you this story, and I've never really been to a sheep farm that I can recall, and it almost sounds far-fetched to hear a story like that, to think, here are thousands of sheep all over the place, there's all this noise. All this racket, they're the shearers shearing the sheep. All that's going on, and how on earth would it be possible for a mother and a baby that are separated by a good distance like that to ever be able to connect again? Supposedly it's true. Maybe this is a fairy tale, but supposedly it's true. But it is a good illustration to get us to think as believing children of God, the objects of God's special care of how we're never beyond the reach of our God's attention. Never beyond the reach of our God's attention. He sees each and every one of us as if there were no other children of God around us at all. He sees us individually like that. And he's always going to hear even our faintest calls for help. He can, we can always count on him to give us the help that we need. When we look to him for help, well, we can always rest assured that in our lives, God's going to make everything in our lives work together for our eternal good. When we look to him, when we don't look to him, or when we would somehow or other in the course of our lives think that we can handle things on our own, that's when we can get into trouble. We can have all kinds of problems and even disasters in our life. Well, now, see, that's really what Jesus is teaching us today, through this miraculous feeding of the 5,000, as Jesus took care of the 5,000, so he'll also take care of our needs. And that motivates us to say, let's depend on Jesus to meet our needs. We can depend on Jesus to meet our needs not only because he knows what our needs are, but also he provides for our needs. This miracle took place. It was about a year before our Savior was crucified. Jesus had just recently sent the disciples out on some evangelism work, and when they returned to Jesus, they told him what had happened, and from that time on, Jesus began what we could call a new phase in his ministry. He still did spend time with the crowds of people, teaching and preaching to them, healing the sick, casting out demons, performing other miracles. He still did spend time with the crowds, but he also often withdrew privately with the disciples away from the crowds, so that he could teach the disciples privately and prepare them for the work that they were going to need to do after after jesus would accomplish his work and ascend into heaven well jesus at this particular time reading begins talking about after he heard about this and. What happened to John the Baptist? John the Baptist, the one that God had called to be the forerunner of Jesus, to prepare the way for Jesus, to call the people to repentance, to get people ready for Jesus' message. Well, this one who was to prepare the way for Jesus, he had just been beheaded by King Herod. Beheaded by King Herod because, well, John was trying to faithfully preach the gospel and preach to Herod and, well, to show him his sins so that he could also show him his Savior. But he was beheaded. That had to be a blow to Jesus. And and then Jesus also knew that those Jewish religious leaders, that they were out to get him. They would like to get him out of the picture because they felt threatened by him and were jealous of the attention that Jesus was getting from the people. So under those circumstances, Jesus and his disciples left to try to escape the crowd. They left by boat. But when the people realized that Jesus had left them, they they followed him. They followed him. They had heard Jesus' parables, they were enthralled by the message a little bit, maybe they didn't understand the message, but they they wanted to hear more. So they followed him and when Jesus saw them crowding up to him again, he, he may have felt like sending them away, but our reading tells us that he didn't do that. Matthew says he had compassion on them and healed their sick. In the Gospel of Mark it says he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And Luke writes, he welcomed them and spoke to them about the Kingdom of God. Jesus knew that he couldn't turn those people away because Those people, he knew that, he knew their needs. He knew that they were all sinners who needed a savior. He knew that those people were just like us, sinners needing a savior. And he knew that they, like we, would be lost if we didn't have that savior. If we didn't have Jesus, our good shepherd, to keep us in his flock, to keep us in his loving care, to guide us through this life, and to protect us from the snares of Satan that he would always hurl in our way, trying to lead us away from Jesus, from the gospel, from God's believing family. But we can notice here in this instance Jesus knew their needs. He knew they needed the Savior, but he didn't just know their spiritual needs. He also knew that they had physical needs as well, and that concerned him. Oh, there was a man who put up a sign in his yard that read puppies for sale. Among those who were attracted by that sign there was this young boy. He was told that those puppies were for sale for $25 and when he heard that he said, I've only got $2, but could I see them anyway? The man showed the owner of the puppy showed them showed him the puppies five little balls of fur and well this young boy he was attracted to one that apparently had a bit of a bad leg and was limping around a bit and it was a puppy that probably would end up limping around for for its entire life but that was the puppy that this young boy wanted and he asked if he could pay for the puppy a little bit at a time. He only had two dollars and and he'd probably be faithful in giving him the rest of the money over a period of time. The man didn't really want that young boy to be stuck with a, a handicapped puppy for a long time. But then what happened is that the boy kind of reached down and pulled up his pant leg and revealed a brace that was there on his leg. And he said, I don't walk well either. And then looking at the puppy sympathetically, he added, I guess he'll need a lot of love and help. I sure did. It's not easy being crippled then the man decided to give the young boy the puppy as a gift. And this illustration reminds us of our Savior's sympathetic understanding of our human condition. As that boy knew that that puppy had its problems, its handicap, and that that was going to cause it issues, so also our Lord knows our needs. He knows our problems. He knows the trials and troubles that we face in this life because he once lived here in this world, in this life. The writer to the Hebrews, we often hear his passage where he said, God, Jesus has been tempted in every way just as we are yet was without sin. Having suffered here himself he knows our needs he knows what we're going through and because he is our all-knowing god our the all-knowing son of god he actually knows our needs better than we know them ourselves he knows them better than we know them ourselves so if we're ever tempted to say Lord, you just can't know what we're going through, what I'm going through at this particular time. Let's remember, he really does know. He really does know he's been here and he overcame all of these, this life's trials and troubles and, and actually so much more than we'll ever have to endure in this life. And he promises us that he's going to help us through those trials and troubles, get us through this life and all the way to our eternal home in heaven. Jesus not only knew the needs of those people back then of the crowd that came to them, him, He also provided for their needs and what he did for the 5000 plus people that day is he preached the gospel to them he healed their sick and then then he also fed this crowd of people that may have numbered 15 to 20,000 altogether when you add to the 5000 men the the women and children that most likely were all along with with the men who were there on that particular day. This miracle of feeding the 5,000, it teaches us a couple lessons regarding our own eating habits and well the first one before Jesus could eat that food, before Jesus would let the people eat that food, what he did is he thanked God for the food that was there, would be there in front of them. He thanked God for that food. And we'll want to do the same thing whenever we would eat because, well, absolutely everything that we have, the food that we eat, the roofs that's over our head, all of our possessions, all of our good, that all comes from God. It comes from God because, well, he causes the crops to grow. He's the one that gives us the ability to work, to earn money, to buy food and to put a roof over our heads and to buy all of the things that we have in this life. And even though what Jesus could have done is he could have conjured up a perfectly satisfying meal for those people for everyone three or more times every single day what he still did is when there were leftovers what he did is he had the disciples gather those leftovers so that there would be no waste and and the fact that he did that oh that's always a a big reminder to a nation like ours that it's often said that with the food that we throw away we could feed so so many starving people in the world. Well Jesus really will provide for our needs and that is what we truly need and the word truly there is an important word, what we truly need. And the story we always go back to with this is when Jesus healed that paralyzed man. When that man was carried to Jesus on a cot, let down before Jesus, Jesus first said to him, Son, your sins are forgiven you. Jesus knew that that paralyzed man, that was a burden for him to be paralyzed, but the burden of his sins was a greater burden for him. And he needed the burden of his sins removed more than he needed the ability to be able to walk. Well, Jesus did in that instance also heal the man of his paralysis, but he did that just to show the people that He had the power to forgive sins. But notice again, he provided first for the man's most important need, his spiritual need. Let's remember that Jesus, our Savior, has told us, seek first God's kingdom and God's righteousness, and all these things, all our earthly needs, will be given to you as well so when we look to Jesus to take care of our needs let's look to him first and foremost to take care of our spiritual needs to give us the forgiveness of sins his grace and mercy strengthening of our faith and the assurance that through Christ's death and resurrection, through the working of the Holy Spirits in our hearts, that that our names are written in the book of life and we can be sure of evidence. And and then when we go to God and ask him to provide for our physical needs, let's, let's just remember the fourth petition in the Lord's Prayer in which we say, give us this day our daily bread. Jesus Taught us to pray for what we really need. For what we really need. Nowhere in the Bible does God ever encourage us to pray for a perfect earthly life. Or a super abundance of possessions or wealth in this life. He never says that that's what we should pray for. We can go to God and ask him for such things. But for that matter, let's be thankful that God won't give us a perfect earthly life. You've often heard me say this. If God gave us a perfect earthly life, if he did that, What our sinful nature would do is our sinful nature would get us to become satisfied with this life and and not want heaven, and not want heaven, and try to get us to believe that we don't need heaven, that this life is good enough for us that we can find perfect fulfillment here and not need heaven. but heaven is our home and heaven is where we'll enjoy the greatest blessings that there could possibly be. There was an aviation cadet that was on a practice flight and somehow or other what happened to him is he was stricken with a a sudden blindness. Frantically what he did is he contacted the the control tower and and reported his desperate situation. And when he told them of his desperate situation, his commanding officer radioed him and said, don't be afraid, just do what I tell you. He was told to circle around the airport a number of times so that everything could be prepared on the runways to get everything all set for him to be able to land and then he was instructed to begin losing altitude and as he neared the runway the officer gave him directions and and said to him encouragingly you're coming in right on target and the cadet giving un- question obedience to the directions that he was given, he brought the plane down safely. In a sense, what we believers are doing is we're flying almost blindly through this life, through the rest of our lives, and as we're flying through this life, we could say, of course, there are going to be those good days in And the bad days, there will be the trials and troubles. There will be the blessings as well. There will be nagging problems, or there can be nagging problems in our lives that that could exist right up until the end of our lives, till the day we die. But you know something? As we face those days ahead, we have God's promise that in all things, he's always going to be working for our good. And as that cadet listened to the officer, what we can do is we can listen to God and his word, and he's going to guide and protect us and lead us all the way to the final runway to our eternal homes in heaven. So may God help us to accept, well, the trials and troubles that are a part of this life, along with the earthly blessings that God does also give to us, which which we need to realize, of course, God really does give to us. There are so many blessings that we experience in this life, blessings that we take for granted, blessings that, oh, we can get all these blessings and then the, little aches or pains or problems that we deal with, they seem so huge and so monstrous when God gives us so much, so much more. God will really shower us with blessings. He has. He will continue to do that. So let's depend on God to take care of our needs. Let's depend on Jesus to meet our needs. He he really does know what our needs are. And he promises us that he will take care of us. He will give us what we really need. And most often, doesn't he give us, end up giving us so much more than what we really need? The Apostle Paul said, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout all generations forever and ever. Let's depend on Jesus to meet our needs and to give us so much more. Amen. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding shall keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's confess our faith with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let's pray. O God, you reveal your mighty power chiefly in showing mercy and kindness. Grant us the full measure of your grace that we may obtain your promises and become partakers of your heavenly glory. We pray through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And Lord God, as we keep on praying for all of those who are faced with different trials and troubles in this life, we ask you please always to keep on giving to them and to all of us what we really need if it's according to your will grant healing but give us always what we really need and that's always our savior his grace his mercy his love his strengthening power building up of our faith giving us the ability to deal with life's trials and troubles and Because of that, because of you always being safe and secure on our way to our eternal home in heaven, give us what we really need. And in your wisdom, give us those earthly blessings that will be beneficial for us so that in all things you're working together for our eternal good. We pray this in Jesus our Savior's name and in his name we join in praying. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Let's join in singing our prayer for our country. God bless America. Land that I love.
1: Stand beside her and guide her through the night with a light from above. From the mountains to the prairies to the oceans white with foam. God bless America, my home, sweet home. America my home sweet home
0: thank you for joining me for worship today just a couple quick announcements today would be Hunter Plotty's birthday and oddly enough Saturday another hunter Hunter Stanley has a birthday maybe just a note Wednesday, we do have our Wednesday worship, and we do have a couple people who maybe have come to Sunday and then come to Wednesday as well, and have done that Well, some people who've listened to our videos more than once and have gotten more blessing from it. So maybe you might want to consider doing that as well. If you're able to be here Sunday, if you want to listen to the video, if you want to come Wednesday, God's word can keep on working on our hearts. In our congregation, oh, we have the same basic list that I have of people with their different trials and troubles. Please keep them always in your prayers, asking for God's blessings for them and for all of us, for all of our world that that God's grace and mercy would reach more and more souls. Again, thank you for joining me for worship today. The Lord bless and keep you always.